In a world with zero fucks, All Fucks Welcome creates stories for the conscious conversation with no fake fucks. Let's introduce Diana. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for tuning in tonight, friends. We are proud to announce our subscription fan club on Patreon, which will give you the ultimate access to all of our exclusive content and opportunities from us here at All Fucks Welcome. Hashtag we say fuck here, just so you know. Follow us on Anchor or check us out at allfuckswelcome.com. We value your support, love, and viewership in listening to us. There are a lot of choices out there, and we are thrilled that you choose us. All right. Let's see here. Tonight I'm super excited to not only have a guest, but also a salon client. Yes, this is awesome on our show. Chris and I have had some pretty awesome conversations behind the chair, and I'm super thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Welcome. Hi, Chris. Chris thank Welch. You. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. So much fun. So um, <laughs> I like to just go back. Let's just take you back. <laughs> All right. Take me back. Country roads. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> That's the right song, right? Yes, that is. I, I think so. so. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go back. Uh, so your parents are divorced. They are. And that was quite an impact in your life. It was, actually. And how old were you when they divorced? So, um, yeah, just, I guess, yeah, just jumping right into it. We're um, just, we're just shooting the gun. I, we're just uh, going for it. Deep shit there. Um, okay, yeah. so, uh, no, my parents officially divorced when Take I was another about. Take <laughs> P.S., he's no. not drinking water. He's not drinking water. This is water. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So, um, yes, my parents did divorce, um, when I was kind of young, I was, uh, I was about 11 or 12 when it was finalized. Um, but they had been split up, uh, slash not living together slash that whole thing since I was about maybe six or seven. Oh, wow. For a long time. Long time. Um, and I mean, my whole childhood is just filled with lots of good things, good memories, good this, you know, stuff right, like that. Right. But I would say equal amounts, just, just tumultuous. Yeah. Just, uh, Between the two and the chaos and all the things. Yeah. Just a lot of upheaval with just everything. Um, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was going on for as long as I can remember, basically. Wow. Um, and I always I always remembered because I would go to friends houses, you know, in my neighborhood that I grew up in. Right. Um, so I lived in this neighborhood. Um, it was a really, really long street in Keller. Um, and I lived at the end of this neighborhood and I had several friends that lived around me and I would go to their houses. I would hang out with them during the day, like on the weekends. Um, and I'd always go to their house and. I would always see like their brothers and their sisters and their family. They'd be getting along so well. Everybody would be right. smiling, having great things happening and stuff like right. that, you know, and the ideal family. Yeah. It, it just, it just felt very positive and very uplifting and very, um, I, it just left such a, a stamp on me because it was such a stark contrast between, you know, hanging out with my friends and then coming home. Right. And it, it almost like, it, it I, I I don't know if I can describe it with words basically, but it, it was very emotionally kind of draining. Right. Um and so yeah, I feel like I learned a lot. Um just going through a lot of those changes um when I was younger. So you did know. you did you go back and forth between mom and dad? No. Um my whenever my parents were separated the first time, uh my dad moved to San Antonio. Um, and so he lived, <clears throat> he lived with his brother and he worked with his brother. Um, and so I never really had a chance to like go back and forth because, um, I, I didn't really have a ride down South, <laughs> um, to, to go see my dad. And I was, I was about nine or 10 at this time. Um, so, so I would just felt, live with my mom. Hold on a sec. You just said something very pivotal there. You felt like it was your responsibility at nine to get your own ride to go see your dad. That's interesting. Kind of, 
I did hear that right, right? Yeah, and wow. my mom would. My mom always made it a point. She always said, if you want to have, even through everything, she said, if you want to have a relationship with your dad, by all means, I will never block you. I will never keep that from you. Right. I will never, uh, you know, keep that opportunity from you, but never really had an inclination to, to be honest. Really? Was he pretty um, checked out from you anyway? Kind of, yes and no. Um, and I don't even feel like he was checked out in a very malicious kind of right. way as a, he wasn't an alcoholic from what I remember. He wasn't, I mean, yeah, he, he just wasn't an alcoholic or anything like that. He just, he just kept to himself. Yeah. He, he just seemed like he didn't want to be a part of everything really. Um, he seemed like he was kind of equally checked out for me and checked out for my mother as well. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have a way to see him in San Antonio. I was, you know, always doing school. I did, um, little league baseball on the weekends. You know, I, I always just had something going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then he, he came back after about six to nine months. Um, parents lived together for about a year. Couldn't really make things work after that. And then, um, so they tried to rekindle. They did. Okay. Um, they really did because my dad was unemployed at the time. Um, um and so my mom still worked to support everybody. Um, but then, yeah, they just got divorced about a year after that. Um, and then we split up. Um, I remember this, too, because I came home from school one day. Um, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. And uh, all of our stuff was out on the lawn. I got off the bus. I walked up. Uh, my mom just got home from work. And uh, my dad said, yeah, your mother ended things. Here's all your stuff. Uh, see y'all later. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, so we had to live in our realtor's house for about two to three months before we found, uh, found a new house, really. He threw his child <laughs> and your belongings on the curb. Yeah. I'm really not making that up either. I, it's not Chris, a big deal to me, really. Chris, that's huge. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it wasn't a big deal to me at the time because I was just like, oh, this is happening. Oh, okay, well, well what are we doing? Have, you, you just know? have to, yeah, you just roll with it. <laughs> you just roll with it. Fuck. So where's your um, relationship now with your dad? So I haven't talked to my dad for about seven or eight years, I want to say. And you're jiggy with that? Oh, I'm, I'm fine with it, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like... If you've never really had ranch dressing in your life, and someone asks you about ranch dressing later I, on, I know exactly what that that ranch doesn't taste like. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Well, but, good. Yeah, good. It's cool. So, mom raised you. Mom did raise me. Yeah. Yeah. For probably like ninety percent of my life. Yeah. 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 Now, did she remar? Did she remarry? She remarried. Um, early last year I think so she went all this time all this time yeah and she um she moved to Weatherford uh Texas which is south from where we grew up um in Springtown Texas she lived there for about I want to say like four or five years um while I went to college uh I you know put myself to school graduated everything like that um and yeah, she just stayed there until the, you know, I graduated and she said, okay, you're good. Um, he just I wanted really... to make sure you were secure. Exactly. Yeah. She wanted to move back home after that. And I said, no, by all means, you know, you go live the rest of your life. You've yeah. put yourself on hold too much for me. I'd feel awful. You know, you go be with your family, you know, go find yourself. So you're so. sensitive. You're very sensitive to your mother's emotional side. Um, yeah, because I feel like she didn't really give herself enough time to, I guess, be sensitive enough for herself. Single mothers and self-care does not <laughs> exist, my friend. It does not exist. I would believe it. I Having believe been single, a single mother and working two and three jobs, I know exactly what that feels like. I mean, it is all about that child. It is mm -hmm. all about that child. So there is no self-care for single mothers. I mean, I tried to not be like a handful. I'm sure you kid, weren't. But... I mean, when I was, you know, 15 and 16 and it was just my mom and I, we were living in our, you know, mobile home in Springtown, Texas. Yeah. I was a shithead sometimes, you know, yeah. as most teenagers are, are ought to be. Like, yeah. I forgot to do a couple things. Granted, I never, like, did drugs. I never, like, 
you know, disappeared for four days. You know, I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't like that much of a hoodlum, but yeah, you know, I would forget to do some things that I would, you know, was told to do and everything. So I was, I was kind of a shithead, but I tried to get past that whole thing. I love it. (laughs) So being raised by a single mother, do you feel like any of those aspects by not having a male influence has affected your adult life now that you can actually put your finger on? Oh man. Um, I'm yeah, pretty good at I, this shit, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I don't I don't know where it starts and I don't know where it ends really. Mm-hmm. Because Well, part of it probably is a healthy relationship. I don't even really know what one of those looks like. Right. I mean, I I question basically everything down to the littlest points. Uh, my I mean, my my brain is thankfully more analytical than it is creative because I feel like a lot of my friends who are more of the creative element and they came from like a broken kind of childhood area, they get more into trouble, more into drugs, more into everything else. But I have a very analytical brain, thankfully, and like math makes sense. All this stuff just makes sense to me. So yeah, you're exact opposite of me. (laughs) (laughs) So like college was easy. High school was easy. Everything was easy, thankfully. Wow. So I graduated through college. Yeah, that is a gift. That is a gift. I guess. Uh, But here I am, like, I'll, I'll be at work every day and I'm like questioning do I have good friendships with my friends? You know, th- these are just things I think about, you know, like, uh, should I, should I talk about this? Should I not talk about this? Am I talking too much? Am I being like too rash in this? Like, do people really like me? Do people not, not like me? Like, you know, so I you're just an overthinker of everything. Ab- literally everything. Are you I, a Virgo? I think about I'm a Leo actually. Shut the fuck up. Are you yeah. really? When's your birthday? August 19th. Really? Day after my brother. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, this is interesting. I question. I I question everything basically. Everything when it comes to relationships too. I just basically, you kind of just have to go with how you feel, really, because I don't have any other indicator. Yeah. I don't yeah. have an example. I don't have like a road. I don't know what to make a goal. You know. Right. I don't. Right. I don't know if I'm doing too much. I don't know if I'm doing too little. I don't know when to start. So where's your communication in all this? So for example, um, effective communication I'm finding does not really exist anymore. Nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings, right? Which don't get me started on the feelings. (laughs) Cause I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We need to talk (laughs) bitches. Okay. So this, this whole thing with effective communication in relationships is very interesting For example, I'll have a young 20-something-year-old bride who can't even talk to her wedding coordinator about something. She makes her mother do it because she has a problem with the flower color, right? So Weird. But it's the norm. Like, people don't know how to effectively communicate. So for you, do you find that there are aspects of yourself that are lacking in effective communication when it comes to your work, your clients, your relationships with your guy friends or your girlfriends like is that part of where you're at with some of that right now i fortunately i feel like communication is one of the things i'm really good at oh good fortunately yeah because a lot of people i know are really awful at it so you have seen this (laughs) see i'm not making that shit up in my head so you have seen that i think i know what good communication is because i know what bad communication is yes and I know completely shutting yourself off, my past ex-girlfriend, we would like never talk about things ever, ever, ever. It wow. was always, she would shut off and we're done. Yep. Whereas I'm like, no, let's just talk about it. Let's just try to sort this out, you know, try to get over our issues, try to, you know, let's just be good. Issues, my friend, are opportunities. <laughs> <sighs> if you're at work, yeah, probably. <laughs> Fuck the opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, I feel, I, I feel like just good communication solves a lot of problems. Yes. Being able to be open about things, say what you're upset about, say what you like, say what you need. All those things just, they, you know, make good relationships. But, and then again, at that point, it goes back to double thinking on myself. Am I being too communicative? Am I being not enough? Am I not wow. communicating in the right way? You know, I always think I'm doing... I'm doing something when 
it could always possibly be the other person not facilitating, you know, properly or right, something like that. Right. But I don't know. That's just what I go over like on a day to day basis in my head. That's my every day. Kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Love you. No wonder you're tired at night. I'm tired every day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So here's a question for you. Do you cook? Um, do I cook? Sometimes. Mostly this, I, this adulting thing. Like I want to talk about the word adulting and I think this is awesome. Like, do you, I, I want to talk about the things because you're, you're what? 30, you're 30. You just turned 30 this year. Uh, yeah, I try to forget, but yes. Yes. Yes, you did. Yes. Hey, my friend, I just I just turned a monumental number myself. So, you know, lay off your wincing over there, young pup. Yes. So do you cook? Okay, deal. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I only really cook if I'm like meal prepping, like making five, six meals at a time. And how often do you do that? (sighs) Once or twice a month, I would say. So not very often. Not very often. So you don't make breakfast. You don't make lunch. You don't make dinner. What do you eat? Um, what, what's your go-to <laughs> if it's not, uh, if, if it's not pre-prepared or pre-packaged, then chances are I just won't eat. What the fuck is this? You don't, I don't eat? Know. I, I don't really have time to. So pre-prepared meaning like what? Like a hello fresh. We just said a hello fresh. Can we say that? I don't know. But like that sort of a thing. <laughs> or, or you mean we should, we should hashtag them. Hello fresh in the thing. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, not sponsored. We're not sponsored. not sponsored. Yeah, we're not we're not sponsored by them. Thank you, Allie. I love my Allie. She knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so, um, so is it that sort of prepackaged? Or are you talking about like Chef Boyardee out of a fucking can? Like, what are we talking? More like the second one, yeah. Really, <laughs> Chris? Uh, I mean, I can oh go to my gosh. I can go to Target and buy like, <clears throat> you know, pre cooked chicken, slice yes. that up, yes. and have that for dinner. You know, but I don't know. Whenever I come home from work, I'm just like. I'm just like drained. You know, I, I go to work, I go to the gym, come home and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is more work. (laughs) I don't even want to clean. I don't want to take out the trash. I just want to do nothing. I just want to veg. So that's what I do. So do you feel like you're hungry? No, not really. Really? So your system is used to deprivation. Probably. Wow, this is amazing. Your I next haircut. So. Your next haircut. We are talking about food prep, my friend, because holy <laughs> shit balls, you need to be eating more. Wow, especially if you're going to the gym. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right? I, I probably should. Yeah. What do you think? Thankfully, at work they have like a lot of they have like cereal, they have like stuff to eat in the fridge, stuff like that. My husband you says know, that at his job there. too. Yeah. He's like, babe, they have the best green apples. So he brought a green apple home, and I sliced that mother up, and he goes. <laughs> Did you eat my apple? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I <sure> did. did. <laughs> it was so funny. So can you change a tire if you had to? I can. <gasps> High five. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Because I had to and oh. I pulled up YouTube and it taught me Shut how. Shut the fuck up. You're resourceful. So you're a resourceful millennial. I try to be. All right. Thankfully, we live in the year 2019. And Google and Everything YouTube are, is available. Yes, it's awesome. I don't have to cook if I don't want to. Do you know how to mow the lawn? Do you know how to work a lawnmower? God, I mowed the lawn every weekend as a kid. You know what? Do you know how refreshing that is to hear? Oh, my I love goodness. that. That's great. So you know I, how to use that lawnmower. I hated it because I would have <laughs> to mow the lawn. And then my dad was like, back when, when, I, when I was a kid, like, you know, six, seven, eight or whatever, I would mow the lawn. And then he'd be like, okay, well, now that you mowed the lawn, let's learn how to golf. I'm going to teach you how to golf. I said, dad, I hate golf. Golf's boring. I hate playing it. I hate Don't tell Craig that. <laughs> I, was, I was a kid. I was like right. six or seven. I yeah. wanted to play baseball. You know, yeah. I wanted to like play soccer. I wanted to watch more hockey, you know, stuff like that. And my dad was like, no, you're going to learn how to golf. I love it. He was trying to get me to be like this professional golf player. And eventually after a while, I just said, no, F you. I'm not playing golf anymore. And then. You just said F you. You know, you can say fuck here. Hashtag we say fuck here. <laughs> I love it. You're well, like, I was, I'm on a public format. I was also like six or seven years old. I love it. I actually didn't drop the F-bomb. No, you know? no. I did not at that age either. <laughs> just so you know. Just so you know. I don't think I said my first curse word in front of my parents until I was like 13 or 14. Hey, that's awesome. No, I was 12 because my parents were still technically together at that time. Yeah. And what was the circumstance? Because I know you remember this, if you remember the age. Yeah, I remember we were driving home. My dad was being a dick. 
he, uh, <laughs> he, he was like yelling at me for something. And, um, I don't know. I got riled up and I said, you know what? Fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. Did you really? Did I he did. pull the car over? No, he kept driving. And I think at that moment he's like, I lost him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so know? do you feel I don't like have complete control anymore? Like in your future self, when you find that beautiful lady and you decide to have a family, cause I have a feeling that you want a family. Um, or you consider it. I don't know about kids, but I think getting married. I think you would be a remarkable father. I really do. You know why? Don't say that. Do you know why? <laughs> because you're so in tune with other people and other people's feelings. I think because of how you grew up, you would commit to never being that. I think you'd be an amazing father. And this I think is that's coming, probably not off the table, but it's not off the table, my friend. I can't wait for that day. Can I just tell you? Now that oh. I'm a Mimi, I'm like, oh my god. There's just so many other steps, you know. Oh well, we've got to get there, there first. <laughs> yeah, steps like one through fifteen, <laughs> and then the kid is like step sixty <laughs> or a hundred or way further down. Yeah, but I think you would. So I don't want you to not well, think you. that. But I feel like I feel like for you. You know, one of those things is it's like, you know what? I know in my life, because you, you're not that. You're not the guy that's going to just uproot and disappear. And so I feel like that would be a great opportunity for you, for sure. I think I think you would be an amazing dad. Well, sucks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to take a five-minute break, and we'll come back in just a minute. All right, and we are back. So speaking of adulting yes. and all these fabulous things, let's talk about millennials. <laughs> the number one hot key topic oh, of today. Oh, fucking hell, isn't it? <clears throat> so I looked up a definition, and this I definition- I talk for days about millennials. Oh, this is great. Well, this is what really sparked our conversation to bring you on the mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. So um, I picked this uh, definition from Urban Dictionary- of course, the best place. Of course, I thought so. <laughs> so here's the definition of a millennial. A millennial is, is an identity given to a broadly and vaguely defined group of people, which I think the word vaguely in there is interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of gray words in there. <laughs> I think so. There are two wings of the millennial that are often at odds with each other. Generation Y, people born between 81 and 91, and Generation Z, born between 91 and 2001. People of Generation Y often have characteristics similar to Generation X, which is why Generation Z will confuse Generation Y with Generation X. What the fuck? Just reading this is making me nauseous. And then claim to be the generation that represents the millennial, when in fact, birth years for millennial range from 81 to 2001. That explanation reminds me of trying to explain Game of Thrones to somebody that doesn't watch Game of Thrones. That would be me. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I have never seen Game of Thrones. But this person knows this person, but they're related to this person. Yes. Like, yes, it's so much. Dragons, snow, zombies. Okay, you're done. Period. Great. Got it. That's what that needed. Yes. It was like a five-word definition. So you were born? 88. In 88. Okay. So you're really... Old? I know. Quanti Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Mimi here? Um... So you're, you're, you're quantified as Generation Y. Yes. Okay. Technically, I think. Okay. That's what it says. So oh, I, 81, 91. Yeah, yeah. Why? I believe I'm in Generation X. I think I'm a okay. Gen Xer. I think you are, yeah. Yeah. So do you find a certain judgment towards you or your peer group solely based on your age? 100%. Really? Have you been discriminated against because of your age um, that you can recall? Not that I can recall, just because I am a little bit on the older side, I guess, of people who are typically termed like a millennial. Mm -hmm. Because typically with millennials, I, I, I feel like the I feel like the hardest thing about the millennial generation is that people feel like they can't speak to the millennial generation. I feel like they can't relate to the millennial generation. Just because the way that we were brought up is much different than the Gen Xers, for instance. We have mobile devices. We have mm -hmm. high-speed internet. You know, just very little things that cause a very big gap, not only in the age, but in your knowledge, in what right. you have access to, and how you operate day to day. Right. You know, um, being in marketing, one of the hardest things that 
companies try to tackle is how to market and how to advertise to millennials because the generational gap is so large. Gen X and before, they're used to advertising through like phone books, through TV, radio, newspapers. Because those product cycles spanned so long, they spanned for years and years and years that they were so relevant. Those were the dominating marketing medium channels. Whereas now, an app will come out and be outdated in three months. Wow. Isn't that fucking unbelievable? Product cycles are, are shortening by the month. Product, If something is relevant for longer than a year, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you have a giant on your hand. Wow. Anything that is relevant for longer than a year. Holy cow. It's so relevant. And so that's one reason why... Nobody really knows how to talk to our generation because they're like, oh, advertising doesn't work on millennials. They, they don't pay attention to anything. They're all entitled. They're all, they're all blah, blah, blah. No, just nobody knows how to properly communicate with us, and they have every channel to. They have the well, internet. I, they I have used, phones. And- I used to always say a long time ago, if you want to really market to the youth, market to their phone. You know, because that's where they get their information. Everything is on the phone. I mean, I definitely agree. And I feel like you can't really (coughs) figure out how to say it. I feel like you can't really use typical marketing things on the millennial Mm -hmm. generation. You can't. We will know if you're fake. We will know if you're trying to speak to us and you don't really know what what we're about, you know? Because we, we, we cling to our peers. We cling to our friends. We cling to everything that we know, everything we're comfortable with. So, like, when this whole thing came out with one of the uh, larger phone companies and they were being accused, uh, or it came out that they were basically sabotaging the phone within two years to, you know. Create, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, do you feel like that affects a millennial's decision to still purchase from that company? Or do you think that it'll be like, fuck it, they've got the best technology and I'm still going to buy from them no matter what? Do you think they buy that shit? I don't think that really affects our decision making. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Because to me, and I, I would be like, fuck that. I would never purchase from them. Yep. Well. Which is interesting. So why would it not for you? So I still, you, I still have an Apple iPhone, even though I know 100%. Who is not for, our sponsor. Oh, crud. <laughs> Allie, Allie piped over. Hashtag not sponsored. Oh, crap, my bad. I have a cell phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're fine. I, we got I, it. I have a cell phone that I have bought for years. Okay. Even though I know that they, that there's shady practices, there's shady things going on overseas with manufacturing. You know, there's a whole host of issues. Uh, I still buy it because it's easy. It makes things easy on me. It's, so it's convenient. Budgeted. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Because I think it goes hand in hand with marketing to the millennial generation. More and more things are being asked of us at our job, outside of our job. Every, Mm -hmm. it it just feels like the weight of adulting is bearing down on you every second of every day because you you weren't prepared to be an adult. No. In our generation. So anything that makes our life convenient, like any food delivery service, any any cell phone service, using an app to do anything, anything that makes our lives easier and makes us feel in control, we're great with. But Jesus, did you really have it that bad to begin with? I mean, we might so feel this, like So this comes do. into the entitlement. Yeah. This is very interesting. You're now, right. don't get me wrong. I love my apps. Mm-hmm. I love my convenience. I have my grocery delivery service. I have all that. And I'm not of that generation, but I know for me... I worked my fucking balls off in my life, and I feel like now it's okay for me to have some, quote, luxuries. So to me, it's a luxury, right? But to you, this is just your norm, potentially. Again, thank God I live in this year because everything that I use and everything that makes my life convenient, I love, and I will continue to use those things. But then again, the world is full of millions of people, and there are the people who have never had to work. Yes. The people who the luxuries, they just add it, add it. They throw it in their big thousand dollar purse and they're like, well, that's my life. You know, 
Oh, well, with me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you have these I things I still work that... three jobs. Like, I still work three jobs. Right. Like, like yeah. you have these things that make people's lives so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. They, they've started up multi-million dollar businesses with, like, again, food delivery services. You know, it's just taking one thing, for instance. Chris, are you going to develop an app? Don't forget the little people. Jeez, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that would be fun. I do have an idea for an app, but I'm not going to. Don't say it. Oh, my God. Do not say it. Do not say it. No, no, no. But the people who do take those things for granted, because if they already have everything in their life, they already live a very luxurious life. That, I think, leads to a sense of entitlement. Whereas they they say, oh, well, I can't get my food delivered. Well, how am I going to eat? You know, that's a little over the top. You know. Just a little. Just a little bit. No. But do those same people, though, actually work hard? Do they even know what ethical hard work means? I went to college with several people who I don't think have ever worked at all i don't know if they've ever necessarily had an issue wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute did you just say that that you don't think they've ever actually worked i don't think they've i don't think they've ever had a job i don't think they've really had to learn a lot on their own everything was just kind of given to them like a lot of silver mind fucking me right now sort of thing you are mind fucking me right now are you serious it's a real deal yeah absolutely holy shit balls yeah and i think that's where a lot of the sort of entitlement comes from like my my opinion is right i I think everyone should cater to me what 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 i think carries more weight than what other people think you know and you'll see it all the time if you go to a department store and somebody's trying to return something without a receipt they bought three years ago yes you know why the hell can't i return this blah 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 they think they're so high and mighty and so up on themselves well my husband was so funny he goes you can return those things you know honey because I've got some things that mm-hmm. technically are still in a box. But they were pur- purchased probably five to seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you can still return it. And I go, babe, I don't I don't think that's right. Like, to me, in my mind, I'm like, my time is flood with this shit, right? Like, I've got to eat this. Yep. But in his mind, who he and he is older than me, he thinks that you can still return it. Just get, you know, get on. And I said, well, I'll call customer service mm-hmm. and go from there. But it is interesting. This is very interesting. So I want to I want to give you what the definition of entitlement is mm-hmm. via Urban Dictionary. Sure. Someone who thinks something is owed to them by life in general, or because of who they are. And then the example given was: I had a friend who would never work on her birthday and would throw hissy fits when things didn't go her way. What a brat! Had a huge sense of entitlement. Makes perfect sense. Do you work on your birthday? Um. I used to, but now that I have an office job, I typically take, I don't really take a lot of vacations, but I typically use that as like an excuse to get off for like a couple of days. Like if I, if, if I tell my boss, I'm like, Hey, it's my birthday. I'm going out of town on a trip. You know, it's a lot easier to get people to like cover me for that time. If I'm like, Hey, it's my birthday rather than just really a random day of the year. This yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Allie's over here. Are you, are you agreeing too, Craig? <laughs> Do you take your birthday off? You work on your birthday? Have you always worked on your birthday? Yeah, me too. Not this year because it landed on a Thursday and no Thursdays off. Well, that's a gift. I actually went in anyways. <laughs> of course you did. Course You're a workaholic. <laughs> I've never intentionally, purposely taken my birthday off. But I don't do it as like one of those, it's my birthday and I'm not working on it, blah, 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 sort of things, you know. I just use it as an excuse to like Allie. take a couple of days off. I love it, but you don't vacation. <laughs> I don't. I don't really take vacations. But I don't went, really take days you off. You went skiing though recently, didn't you? Last year was that last year? Oh my it god! It was last year. It was the only vacation I went on last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you not believe that you deserve vacation? Why don't you take vacation time? This, um, is a, this is an interesting topic to me because in my mind, when you are when you are gifted the ability to have paid vacation. You should fucking use that shit. So where are you with your thoughts on paid vacation and where you're at in life right now? I feel like that, I feel like it kind of goes into that analytic side of my brain still, you know, um, just, I feel more competent and I feel more accomplished. Like if I get a lot of work done, you know, like if I'm actually 
they're managing my account, talking with people, talking with clients. So do you feel guilty if you take a vacation? Kind of. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, a little no. bit. No. No, no, no. Hashtag self-care, motherfuckers. <laughs> See, I think that That's goes into interesting. the... It goes into the whole generation Y sort of thing. I think there's a gap within that generation. Now, I will say that I did have that when I was in the corporate job. Like, I would feel like I couldn't take work. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't take off from work. I would take my work with me. I was always on my fucking phone. Morning, noon, and night. Yep. But I worked about 70 hours a week, and so it about killed me. So, I look at it like now... Now that I understand what true happiness is and that I can create my life, now I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm marking that bitch out and take it. It's, I don't get paid vacation, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know what? This is the way I look at it. If you don't rejuvenate your soul, <laughs> how can you go back into that office and be fresh and re refreshed it's true. to be your best self? Well, it goes hand in hand with, I'm sure you've seen those memes that says, you know, Entry-level job required four years experience. Yeah. You know, that, wow. that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, just goes back to my prior point that I feel like there's so much expected of, especially especially our generation just as a whole, there's so much expected of us, whether it's at work, whether it's, you know, with our family, with anything, you know, there's so much. So what do those expectations look like? Just, <laughs> I, I feel like being a millennial myself, I, I feel like the expectation is for me to have a lower work ethic. And then for you me, do. Then, then, then I do, yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, for me to automatically have some entitlement in my life or think that I'm, you know, very important. I've got 2,000 followers on Twitter. I'm a big deal, you know, right. that, that sort of thing. Right. No, it's, that's not everybody. Granted, right. that's a good part, but that's not everybody. Right. Um, I just feel like there's a lot expected of people nowadays. Um, and especially me because I'm more kind of hard on myself, um, with things like that. So if I don't, if I don't do a good job at work, you know, if a couple of clients cancel on me or, you know, if I take a week vacation, honestly, if I take a week vacation, I feel more stressed out that I'm having to get my coworkers to watch my accounts for me. Then Can you just not let your accounts know that you're going on vacation? We have to have backups just to catch any fires that come through. Right. You know, but I I just hate it. Like if I, one of my coworkers texts me and they say, hey, Chris, sorry to bother you on vacation. I really need this question answered because this is a big emergency or whatever. I'd feel really bad. So are you supposed to, to take your me. phone everywhere with you? Um, it's not expected, but it's. No, no, no. Recommended. But in your. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking A. No way. You know, with wow. with technology, with, yeah. you know, more open lines of communication, yeah. you know, it's it's a great, you know, accomplishment for society as a whole, but also with it comes its challenges as well. Means, I put an auto response on my text messages. I got those, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, to me, I have to set boundaries for my my mental health, my physical health, my self-care, mm -hmm. all of it. Because, oh my gosh, I mean, one day, my friends, you're going to remember this conversation and you'll be like, oh my God, Dee was right. I needed more self-care. Well, that's like the that, thing. I that just, is so interesting. I just don't think a lot of people my age know what self-care means or knows what... Boundaries and... Boundaries, taking care of yourself, you know. <clears throat> I don't think we really know what that means because we weren't really taught a lot of that. We definitely weren't taught that in school. And then afterwards in college, <clears throat> the only way I taught myself how to be was don't drink too much at this party or you might die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, let's not do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or, hey, what I really did piss my friends off or when I did this, it really pissed my mom off. And I'm like, OK, well, I shouldn't do those things anymore. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so and yeah, and that just goes into my the prior thing we talked about, like a lot of things in life. I just had to teach myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. not having a dad most of my life. I taught myself how to shave. Oh, Nobody wow. taught me how to shave. I still don't know how to tie a tie. I'll never know how to tie a tie. Probably, I'll always have to YouTube it. Wow! But that's um, amazing. Yeah, just very little things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I feel like a lo a lot of people my age are kind of they're they're very jealous people. They're very and, and they won't show it. But deep down, they will be like they're very yeah, jealous a lot of, of a lot of comparison which 
comes from, you know, we live in a social media world, but I feel like everyone compares themselves to each other. Like they have this, but I want this, or I have this and nobody else has it. So that makes me greater than them. You know, everybody's put on like kind of like a value system mentally, I feel like. Um, and it's, it's, it's just really hard because if you don't know what to compare yourself to or a proper comparison for things like that, then you don't really have a baseline of like what to judge yourself on. And I feel like that's this where I'm is at. a shocking <laughs> thought process to me. I think about this every single day of my life. So it's just wow. normal for me, really. So what, what about the idea of don't compare yourself to others and just be you look like to you? Like you're like, fuck that. I can never live my life that way. Could you ever just say, no. you know what? I'm not going to compare myself to Scott and Michael and Andrew. I mean, you can, but, you know. But that's... in your mind, that doesn't work. No, of course not. No. Wow. Because my brain will never, ever, like, be okay with not So do you like filters? That. Do you like the filters on, on the Instagram and the Snapchats and all the shit? <laughs> like, yeah, filters. Like selfie filters. filters? Yes, filters. Oh, man. I don't even really take that many pictures, to be honest. We noticed. <laughs> I was like, Chris, we need some fucking pictures. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, though, if a girl has pictures on either her dating profile or her something else, and they're all filters, red flag, X, and move on. Go really? So you yeah. judge the filter if there's too many filters? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So how many dating websites are you on? One. Oh, that's it? Just one. Shut the fuck up. If mm -hmm. I were you, I'd be like on six. Well, okay. And that also goes into another point we were talking about of like not knowing what self-care is, not having, you know, you time. Yeah. You can look at your phone and you have like text message, Facebook request here, Twitter this, Instagram like here, message from a dating profile here. And you're just yes. like being pulled all these different directions, you know. Now, it's do you put your anything. phone down at a certain time every day? Um, do you have a disconnect from your phone? I'm going to say that's a no. <laughs> Sometimes. If I'm doing something that requires my attention, like band practice, for instance, I hardly ever check my phone during band practice just because you can't check your phone if you're playing, playing guitar. guitar <laughs> you know, you're just not physically able. Yes. But um, sometimes whenever I get home, like I'll throw on my headset and I'll join my buddies and we'll, we'll game and whatnot. Um, it's hard to do your phone during that, but um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, y'all, and we'll be right back. All right. So where are you with that terminology of entitlement? Um, I feel like I mean I'm entitled for some things. All um, right, like what? So <laughs> recently I actually lost my credit and my debit card. Oh uh, wow. Very long line of a very fun and stressful weekend. Uh, so long story short, I can't pay for anything. <laughs> I have right. no way to, to pay for anything. And so I, I guess I'm entitled to like, you know, quick and easy methods for stuff like that. Or like if I didn't have my phone on me, you know, I'd be crazy without it. Um, maybe for some stuff like that, I'm entitled, but, um, so what happened with your debit and credit card? What'd you end up doing? Uh, just mowing all ones. your friends. Yeah, pretty much. Which it, again, in and of itself is an entitlement Yeah. because yeah. if I couldn't pay them for anything, they're like, bitch, I'm not going to pay for stuff for you. You know, really? They're not like that. They would be like that to you. you they, think? they, they probably would. Yeah. But I mean, that that's, that's how I would expect them to be, I guess. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that entitled though, just because I, I didn't have a lot growing up. Right. You know, so I think I don't, that's the difference. I think so too, because I don't. I take a few things for granted, but I feel like the things I take for granted is way less than the average. I agree with that. Way less than what the average person takes for granted. I mean, you granted, live on your so. own. You mm -hmm. have a job. You've been very well gainf gainfully employed for a while. You went to college. You've done all the things. So, yeah, to me, you take care of yourself to the best of your ability, best even though you ability. don't really cook. <laughs> best of my ability. I love it. So that's good. That's good. Right? Everything I have, and you can I got change. Myself, so. You can change a tire. I can. Per YouTube. I can. Yes, which is 100%. awesome. I can yes. do that. Yes. So this is interesting. So for me, I have a hard time ever feeling that I would hire a millennial for my salon ever again. Okay. But. I can see that. 
my team here at the podcast are young and mid-young millennials. And I couldn't imagine running the podcast if they were older than that. Like, if they were my generation, I couldn't imagine having this podcast. What's that Are mean? you laughing at me? They're laughing at me. They're fucking back there laughing at me. <laughs> we're trying to figure I... out who's young and who's I'm mid-young. Like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm young, you're mid-young. Yeah. Yeah. Am yeah. yeah. I mid-young? Yes, you're, 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 still, you're still a pop. Yes, yes, yes. What's that meme that's like... That's like everyone loves to hate on millennials until they got to turn a Word document into a PDF, Deborah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. 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 I can't tell you how many times. Like today even. Today I'm looking at our Google Drive and I look at Allie and mm-hmm. I go, I have no fucking brain cells. Where are our documents at? And she goes, D. Right there. And I go, oh, my God. She goes, just click that one right there. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, some days. What was it? Last week at work at, at, at my job is the weird. It was literally the most generational gap conversation I've ever witnessed in my life. There is this lady who sits next to me who's like probably upper 50s, mid, lower 60s or whatever. Okay. And granted, you know, we're all doing the, the same job or whatever. And she goes, uh, my client wants to know how cloud computing affects this and that, blah, blah, blah. And we're answering her. We're like, oh, it's all like server based. You know, it's done like online. Like a lot of the server, the processing is done, you know, over here and it's transported over here through these cables and all that stuff. And she's like, <laughs> oh my God. And then like five, not five minutes later, they were talking about like interest rates on a mortgage. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Wow. Mortgage, what? I, I pay rent. Count me out. Yeah. I are, Roth investments. Huh? Really? Who, who, what, what is that? You know? Well, so this is interesting. I, I have no yeah. idea. I, I can build my own computer. I can, I know what all the parts do, but if you talk to me about investing, I'm out. Fucking retirement plans? What's that? Yeah. Which honestly, you should get in on now at your age. You're cheap as fuck. Just so a, you know. I have a 401k at work, but they ask me like all these you don't even know. pre-tax you don't investment. Even know. I'm like, oh, don't fucking ask me this shit. You like, need an accountant <laughs> to tell you these things. I have a good one. I'll give you a card. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> you really need this stuff. I need to grow up at some point. Yes. I'll give you a card. Okay. <laughs> so it's very interesting, right? So Allie is my son's age. Okay. Right? Which Old is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Like literally my son's age. Craig, you know, I always joke that if I was in high school, I could have had him. <laughs> right? So they're young. They're young to me. So it's very interesting, you know, when you're working with people. But from the salon environment, building a business... Mm-hmm. That idea of, well, I don't want to, I don't want to want, I don't want to learn how to fish. I don't want to learn how to do that. I just want to go to fucking, you know, Market Street and buy my fish. Yeah. Right. I just want to have it delivered to me and bitch, you better give me the clientele to give it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's where it's so different. Like in this environment, I thrive on this with them. Mm-hmm. I love being with them. Like, they are my favorite day of the week. Monday is my favorite day of the week with them. Mm-hmm. So, not that my salon life is not important to me. I love <laughs> my clients. I have manifested the shit out of my life there, which yeah. is awesome. But um, but from the salon perspective, having those young assistants, the drive to learn how to actually build a profitable business was not there. Right. So do you find that to be a very true statement for those younger millennials? 100%. I feel like in today's culture, the loss, the loss of losing a business you start is so much greater than the benefit you could get from having it be successful. Shut the fuck up. 100%. I started my business with no clients. No clients. Zero clients. And that is so funny because, you know, as a hairdresser, right, as a mm-hmm. hairdresser, they say, if you don't make it past three years, you're not going to make it. Right. Right. Which I'm going into my 26th year this year, just as a hairdresser. No judgments from the back room. Thank you. <laughs> so it's interesting to me that people can't build a business or see it run what do you think is lacking? What is it? Well, I can judge it off the longevity I'd... or the just, marketing. Like, what do you think it is? It's just the thought of starting up your own business, paying the money to get everything set up, uh, get your licenses, get your if you yeah. have a, if you have to have to have a place to pay rent on, you know, yeah. just all of that money and all that time 
that to where if it didn't work out and you're out all this money and you're out all this time and you're out just so many things that you could have been gaining something with, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a very scary idea. It's very high risk. Ooh, and I'm a risk taker. There you go. That's crazy. This is this is very interesting. You are. I I am not like, like I run three businesses right now. Like this is fascinating to that's me. That's risky. But is it? Yeah. In today's day and age. I mean, absolutely. to me, it's like okay. To me, it's like if you have a passion about something, if you have a calling to do something, why would you have some? Why would you have fear of the unknown stop you? Ooh. Right? I mean, that's, that's a, a fucking question. mindset. But I don't know if if this younger generation is even aware of what mindset looks like, right? Change your mind, change your stars. You know, what you what you what you resist persists, right? So if you're going to live your life in fear, fear is what you're going to get. So it's very interesting. It's like, okay, so if you want if you want to have that Ferrari or what's that fun car that now they all want? I actually had one in front oh, of my house the other day. Bugattis? The, the yeah. Bugattis? What did you say, Allie? The Tesla. The Tesla? Oh. What did you what car what car would you want to have if you could have a car? I don't know. I, I drove that Lamborghini in uh, Las Vegas and that was life changing. A Lamborghini. Okay, so I what, don't know. Teslas are sweet though. Yeah, yeah Teslas are neat. <laughs> yes, they are very neat. My my nephew has a Tesla. Yeah. Your console is an iPad. It's amazing. My husband was mind fucked by it. Yes, my husband was mind fucked. He's, so cool. he's been in the Tesla. But what's interesting <clears throat> to me is it's like if you want a Tesla, truly, what is stopping you from saying I want a fucking Tesla and get it? Because the monthly payment's like six or seven hundred bucks and I can't budget that. <laughs> I love it. All right, we're gonna expand our haircut situation. <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean it's it's like this whole this whole thing. It's like, okay, so if you want more for your life, if you want to start a business, if you want to do these things. Like when I started my business, oh my God, it was the most exciting thing ever. Like I just, I went for it. But I'm balls to the walls anyway. I mean, I moved from Omaha to Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, fuck it. So to me, there's not a lot of fear in my life. Yeah. And I mean, I. But you're the overthinker in the group. So. Well, right. That is true. (laughs) The analytics. And also, I have a couple people I know who are just straight up balls to the wall, too. But. Have they been successful in those uh, ventures that they've... They haven't taken them. Fear. They haven't done anything. The mind fuck. Yeah. The cock block. Because every... Again, I just feel like so much is expected of everybody at all times. Like, every second is so much... So valuable. Every single day now. You can... You can make an Instagram post in five seconds and... Yeah. Goes viral and then you get, you know, 10,000 followers and then your posts are monetized now. You know, you've made money that yes. way. We're manifesting that shit right now, Chris. <laughs> you know? We're manifesting it, yeah. Just yes. saying. Yes. And every second is so valuable. So every second and dollar you waste, you're just, I'm in the hole that much if it doesn't work out, you know? Wow. It's where you either look at this side or you look at this side. And I choose to look at this side. I go with the stable office environment job. But does that, does that make your heart sing? Like, does that make you truly like, this is fucking happy to me? Do you even, like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like this, the bliss in life, the happiness, the, the, the thrill to know, holy fuck, I love what I do in the morning. I don't think my generation really knows what that feels like, to be honest with you. This is so sad. And I feel like we look for that happiness in Marriage, exterior things in exterior things yes and the, it's the not it's rate here. goes up to 60 percent. you know yeah 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 wow i think uh i don't know we're 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 taught how to do the find a, the the square pie of a radius of a circle or something but i don't know it makes me happy i know what i like to do and i just want to keep doing those things this is fascinating <laughs> but i don't know what truly makes me happy wow i don't know we will expand on that behind the chair at your next haircut. I guess we will. I love this. I love this. Reasons I'm single. Oh, stop it! Stop <laughs> it. Well, let's talk about let's talk about your music. Sure. So you like you're a musician. Yes. So do you have original works, or do you tell me about what you do with your music? Um. So as far as the music goes, um, a lot of the originality I put 
into like writing my own stuff. Um, I've been in several bands and I, uh, I've used a lot of my creative battery, I guess, for those, for those side projects, I guess that I was doing. Cause I was in like a, a metal band, like a pop punk band. Now I'm in like an alternative band. Um, and so really we just, we just write music really. I, I mean, I have stuff that I've written like on my own, but I haven't really done anything about it. I haven't recorded it. I haven't, you know, done anything about it. Um, but mostly with, with my bands, we'll just, we'll write a whole bunch of music. We'll write some chord progressions. We'll write some, uh, you know, intros, this and that whatnot. And, um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Really. The writing process is really complicated for music. Is it? I feel like with, like five or six people in your band. Yeah. Everyone's got to get their ideas in. Everyone's got to make it their own kind of, you yeah. know? So I, I don't know. I, I feel like, do you I, feel like you're in the right dynamics right now? Right now I am. Yeah. I, I love the band I'm in. Good. Yeah. Those, those guys are really good. Um, and that's not to say I wasn't happy in my last bands and stuff, right. like some relationships and yeah, some environments were better than others. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a, a side gig for me, really. Kind of like a side job sometimes it feels like, but Do you get paid to play? Um, rarely. Rarely? Mhm. Wow. So it's more like a hobby. 100%. 100%. Uh, if you make money in the music industry, then you're like the 0.01% of people who <laughs> <laughs> make money. There is no money in the music industry unless you're on top. Basically. Promise. Do you have a YouTube channel? No. <laughs> well, <Not> right now. <laughs> really, weren't you just talking to me about fucking YouTube last week? I know how to do YouTube everything, basically, but. I but don't you have don't have own. a channel. <laughs> no. Shit in hell. There's a goal number one. Set your fucking YouTube up. Well, I need to get back into Twitch streaming so I can have my YouTube channel. Why does one rely on the other? Do you tie them together? Yeah, because you can make clips on Twitch and then just export them. Oh, I've YouTube. got Twitch. I've got a Twitch account. There you go. Well, this is going to be fun. Okay. That's all it takes. All right. All right. <laughs> do you want to play something for us tonight? You know what? I'll do it the next time. Oh, you're going to come back. I'll do it the next time. I love this. I I'll love this. Time. And I'll actually have like a song in mind. Okay. Yeah, I love I that. I love that. That'll be my, that'll be my promise. I love time. that. So Allie, we need to, we need to have Chris back. So we need to make a note. Um, so Chris, you're single. See. Very single. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm on my third tour, dude, so I get it. Okay. So you are dating at 30, right? So how yeah. different has dating been for you um, now opposed to when you were in your 20s? Or do you see a big difference? Uh, dating sucks nowadays. Dating is awful. Really? Absolutely. So tell me why. And it has to do with the things that we're all on, dating apps. It is terrible. But you're on one dating app. I'm on one. <clears throat> so it all boils down to the idea if you don't if you don't like somebody after hanging out with them for like one or two times, you just go back on the app, next, next one. It's basically like speed interviewing, kind of. Interesting. Because I know if I meet up with a girl and I don't like her after a little bit next. See ya. Really? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I can't tell you how many girls I've just been like, nope, not going to work out. Sorry. Unmatch. So now everything. Okay. Now this is, this is me at my age. Okay. So everything that my generation sees, mm -hmm. we just see a bunch of young people just hooking up on these dating sites. Yeah. Well, so it's like, you know, I mean, really, right? So is this one of these things that it's like, how do you ever expect to get into a real relationship if all you're doing is just having sex on the first date? That's how you know you're supposed to date the person then. What? If you're like, I want to wait. If you're like, I want to get to know you more first. Are you like that? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. You strike me. I would like to date somebody. I yes. would like to, you know, put your time and devotion into one person. Ultimately, I would love to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah. But some people you meet, you just, you immediately know you're like, this, this isn't the person. You're like, oh, hell to the no. This isn't the thing. Yeah. But they're very attractive and I'm kind of drunk and ah, I can't drive. <sighs> okay. Chris. I'll come over this one time, you know. 
Not that I would ever do that, but I You have done I that. I know people I'm sure who you have, have yes, done yes, that. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, is it interesting to you now? Like, I remember my son was dating this girl. This was a long time ago. And he brings her home. And she was a beautiful, like, she was beautiful, like, model, model girl. And she leaves, and he goes, so what'd you think? And I could not even respond. Because I'm like, and this is to no offense, because I hate that fucking word anyway. But this is the thing. You know, these girls that just want a sushi date or, you know, take me shopping and what can you buy me? That is just mind shocking to me. That is just, that is crazy. Do you see a lot of that sort of process in your dating life? Like, I want to go to these expensive bars or I want to do this or I want to go to these places to eat. Or do you even go, do you even date? Like, do you even go to restaurants? Do you guys even go eat anymore? So this is fascinating. So I, we made the first time I meet people. If I decide to ever meet them, I typically say, Hey, let's go meet up for like a drink or something. Let's sit down, hang out, talk, get to know each other. Okay. Don't do the whole eating thing yet. Cause I know girls for the most part, they feel weird about eating in front of people that they really? don't really know. Absolutely. Oh my God. Really? So oh my God. I never put on that pressure. I'm like, hey, let's go get dinner or whatever. Because then what if you show up and you don't really like them? Now you're stuck with this dinner that you got to eat and you're like, <laughs> it's just not good. Whereas if you just go meet up for a drink. You've got like, an exit strategy. And you're like, man, I really don't like this person. You're just like. Oh, I got to uh, take this call. They were way different. Pay for the drinks. And you're like, if you want to be a real person about it, you can say, uh, you know what? <sighs> this drink, it really I don't know. It's just not sitting well with me. Can we just hang out? Shut some the other fuck time? out! You lie. You lie. You don't I've just only say. Once. You just. You don't just say. You feeling it? I'm not feeling it. Are you feeling it? Like that's what I would say. Mm, you wouldn't say that. I don't. I feel like that would be so much more hurtful to tell somebody a person I'm not digging you. You know. I think that would be more honest. It would be more honest. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay. So the drink isn't sitting well. Right. And then you're just like, you know what? Uh, let's just reconvene another day or something like that. I'll, so you're I'll giving her send hope. you a message. You're giving her hope. <laughs> <laughs> is that really that bad? Yes, Chris. Oh, I think so. But, of course, this is my generation. Allie, is this a That's bad true. thing? And I feel like you know because you message them for a while yeah, well, before no. you decide Sometimes to meet. Sometimes people are like, let's just meet like tomorrow or do you want to meet like later this week? And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to message for <laughs> This is a long one. This is so much fun. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm just saying there's it. Online dating is a very like, it's a very. It has changed. Uh, I don't know. I met my husband it. online and it's, it's very, very different. Kind of thing. Very fascinating. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, because when I met my husband, there was no fucking FaceTime, right? There was none of that. that we barely true. had text. So it's very interesting how it's evolved and shifted and changed. But also at the same time, you'll know if somebody really digs you because they'll actually text you back. They'll actually ask you how you're doing. You know, y'all will actually get to know each other. So it's kind of crappy in the fact that you can find somebody tomorrow if you wanted to. But right. also at the same time, you have more like solidification in the fact that, Oh, this person's still talking to me. Okay. Something could be here, you know? Interesting. So it's a double edged kind of thing. I think you should get on more apps. Mm. You're only on one. The way I feel about it is that me by myself, hanging out with my friends, doing whatever, going to the gym, doing my job. I am right here. I am a, like a solid 500. But if I want to meet a girl that makes me like up here, so until I find a girl that makes me feel better than I feel like hanging out with my friends, you know, hanging well, out Well, that's your person. Whatever, How are you going to do that on one? You need to get on two more. <laughs> we'll see. I love Maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I love it. <laughs> hey, spread your opportunity out there a little bit, right? <laughs> hey, there's no wrong, nothing wrong with that. You know what? I will uh, consider it. Yes, yes. I will consider a second one. Although that's a lot of time. 
You've got too much shit going on. Swiping, anyway. messaging, and whatever. I don't know. I love it. You can ignore a lot of it, you know. You don't have to oh, respond to everything. Yes. Oh, I do. Yes. Have you made the list? The list? Yeah. Like your ideal want list and what you want with a woman? Oof. Your yes, manifest list? I have things that I would like, things that I kind of look for, you know. Is it more superficial or is it more in depth? I feel like lately. Over the past couple of years, it's gotten less superficial and more like on the mental side, mm-hmm. really, because, mm-hmm. yeah, a girl can be cute and she can like, you know, carry herself well. She mm-hmm. can have like tattoos and whatnot. Like, oh, that's great. You know, but if I talk to you and you're like a shithead, then why do I want to keep dating you? Or now, keep would you date a mother? <laughs> this is interesting. Ooh, that's a very tough question. Because I would not date a father. I dated a dad one time and it was a fucking nightmare, even though I was yeah. a single mom. Like, I, Jesus, he was a nightmare. I feel like the way, the if, like, if you met this single mother and she was the one for you, you know. So it would be a game changer. It, it would be a game changer, but I feel like if you're going to start a relationship with a single mother, at some point you have to incorporate the relationship with the child. So yes. it's not only that you're loving the mother, but yes. you have to love the family too. Yes. Because whenever my mom was dating... She always made it a point to where they would go on several dates before they met me and whatnot. Yes. You know, um, which I always really appreciated. Um, but, you know, it's always, it's never just meeting that one person. It's, you have to love like everything about them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, that might be a deal breaker. I've avoided kids my whole life, my entire life. I've never been a big fan of kids. It's I just, wasn't either till I had one. There you go. There you go. Well, Chris, thank you so much. This was a hoot and a holla. I had a lot of fun with you. Good. This is great. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. So DM us if you have a story that you would like to share. If you find value in our podcast, become a fan fave on our Patreon page or anchor.com or go to our website to donate to our PayPal at allfuckswelcome.com. When you donate to us, you're helping us make our dream come true to do this all the time. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for listening. Thank you for your support, and remember to always go give a fuck. Peace. Thank you.